Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. this episode in 2019 and Brittany is just an incredible human being. She's the founder, owner, creator of Tribe Kelly, which is an amazing apparel line. The most beautiful, comfortable clothes you've ever seen. Brittany creates them all. It's all her vision with her husband, Brian, who's one half of Florida Georgia line. And Brittany just walks me through her life. You look at her life on Instagram and she's so beautiful and she has so many amazing things happening in her life, but she created this life for herself. When she was 17 years old, her grandmother was murdered and that was who was raising her. And Brittany just had to figure out how to navigate life on her own and figure out how to achieve what she wanted to achieve. And she focused hard. She went to school. She started an Etsy shop. She had nothing handed to her, and she's created the most beautiful life. This story is one that is so inspiring to me, and I love Brittany. She's a close friend, and I just have so so much admiration for her life. So here is Brittany Kelly. Hey, hey. Hey, how are you? What's up? I'm with B. Cole, the one and only B. Cole. Yes, we're at um, the party barn right now. And which- this is where the parties go down, I think. It is. Uh, definitely a few parties have gone down here, for sure. Including your wedding? Yes, our wedding. Well, before it was um, redone, we had our uh, wedding reception here, and it was actually a super crappy barn. <laughs> and um, I had a girl, her name was Stephanie. Uh, she's like an interior designer, and she souped it up magically, and it was a super whimsical, amazing experience. But it was definitely like oily concrete floors, like unfinished wood uh, type of situation that we made. Really cool. And now, this is truly whatever you could dream it to be. It is what your dreams are made of. 
I know. I feel like Ralph Lauren would like live here or something. Ralph Lauren would die to do all of his like photo shoot and campaigns, campaigns here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so talk to me about how you got here. How did you get to this treehouse? Tell me about where you're from. When did you become a dreamer? You have so much to talk about. Huge legacy already at like, how old are you? Not even 30 yet. 28. 28. You have a clothing brand. You're a world traveler. You're so deep and profound to be so young. Where did you first realize that you were a creator and you had creativity in you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, God's been a really big part of this, for sure. Um, and I love that you just talk about that so yeah. openly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely been a big part of my life. And um, I haven't always been a super strong believer. Uh, I had a, a pretty tragic event happen to me when I was 17. And um, everything kind of flipped that next year. Is that what made you strong? It is. I, I definitely feel like I got... Um, my resilience from, from that. And I feel like I, I gained it early on. Cause I think that like even having to go through a tragedy young, it gives you something that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Maybe. Yeah. I definitely think it, it gives you tools to carry along. And I think a lot of people don't learn, um, certain lessons that I learned until later on in life. Um, because so it sucks to learn them. <laughs> it, it, it really, really sucks. Um, you definitely go through uh, dark times, but you, you gain these tools that help you yes. navigate the yes. world. So. And it doesn't have to be all terrible. And that's, I love that, that you say that. that like it, yeah. so A tragedy gave you strength. There's always a silver lining. For sure. And so, um, yeah, there was a point where I was in a really dark space and I just kind of, I think I actually hit my knees at one point. And I was like, you know, you, you know, use me for what you need because I'm, I'm not usable right now. And, um, you know, I went to Georgia Southern. I started out there and I tried to stay a pretty uh, narrow path. And I was an accounting major at what? first. You, Miss yes. Free Spirit, like mermaid fairyland dust of all the magic. Yes, I was an accounting <laughs> I major. I cannot see you doing that. I was a solid B plus accounting major. Yeah. Dang. And um, uh, when I was 17, uh, I lost my grandmother, and that, that was the tragic event. Um, she was murdered, actually, and I was, I was devastated. But I moved in with this family um, that was absolutely amazing and, um, and just honestly angels from above, uh, the Renews. And I had known them since middle school. Their name was Renew? The Renews. And you were, like, renewing your own? Yes. Yes. That's crazy. The Renews. And so they are angels, um, definitely from above. And I moved in with those guys and they held me accountable and, um, wow. they made me stay a, a pretty straight, narrow path that Why I needed. Why is being held accountable important? Cause like sometimes you want to fight it and not you, but like people want to fight it. It, oh, I fought it. I fought it. <laughs> oh, I, I fought it. Believe me. I mean, I definitely came in, um, to their, to their house, uh, you know, this is, we're getting real here, but pretty drunk a couple of times. And uh, Susan kind of snatched me up a couple of times when my head was hanging over in the trash can. And she said, this isn't your path, you know, like you've wow. got to, you're meant for so much more. And, and so having people along the way, I think, tell you that is so, so important to surround yourself with supporters, you know, and, um, and, and I've heard this so many different times, but you really are, you know, the people that you surround yourself with. So, um, to, to answer your original question, uh, it's who I've surrounded myself with. Um, I've surrounded myself with people who are resilient and people who have visions and people who are creative and, um, the husband of that family, Lester, uh, he has a cool story and it just super, it was super inspiring. I mean, he came from nothing and, and he is, I mean, an amazing entrepreneur now. And so seeing people like that in my life really gave me 
the strength and the courage really to like dream big because seeing someone come from absolutely nothing um, to, to having pretty much, you know, everything that we in our society, de- I guess, defines as success um, is definitely something that I think everyone needs. Everyone needs to have somebody to look up to and, and a reason for that. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like the people I surrounded myself with and, um, the path that I was on was accounting and it was awesome. And, <laughs> and I was so pumped in the beginning to be an accounting <laughs> major. I was like, I'm so good at math. Like I can do this. Um, and I had a breakdown. When was this? Like when I was like 18 and I remember calling Susan, the, the mother of this family and, and I said, I just can't do this. Like, I cannot do people's taxes. Like, I, I can't. Like, I, don't, I can do my own. Yeah. And I feel really blessed to have had the, you know, finances and ability to learn this. And I'm, I'm going to take it throughout my life. Um, but, yeah, I had a little breakdown. And I said, I'm changing my major to psychology. So I did a complete turnaround there. And, um yeah, I went to psychology and it put me in school an additional year longer and I knew that. And um, Why is it scary though? Because I have found myself in the middle of transitions and, I, and my first reaction is fear of changing it up and like getting off path, even though I really was never on a path, like I had made up a path in my mind right. or something. <laughs> and so like you feel like you're going to be left behind or you look around and maybe someone else, like, especially when I make a big change or something. Do you ever feel that like holy shit, like, what if I just ruined everything? Yes. Where I do mean, you get your faith to do it? Honestly, in other people. I, I mean, I'm my biggest critic, honestly. Like, um, Me too. I'm the worst. I like can, My <laughs> self-talk can be awful sometimes, too. I didn't, I didn't know I did that. Like, I'm pretty hard on myself in a mean way sometimes. Right. I'm like, why am I being so brutal? Right. It's like, it's like the head and the heart thing. It's like at that moment that I changed my major from, psych, from um, accounting to psychology, I was like, you know, my heart is like, yes, this is what you need. Like you need to learn this stuff for yourself and to help other people and to share your story and to understand, you know, the thought processes. But my head was like, you're a freaking idiot. Like you've spent so much money on school. You're now going to be in school for another year. Like, what are you doing? Like you're an what, idiot. Where do, what are you, you know? trying to do? Like, did you know your end goal at this point? I honestly did not. I, <laughs> so what were you following? I, I honestly wasn't following anything. I, I, Just your intuition, I guess? I honestly felt led in in the depths of my soul to learn psychology for myself and for the the story that I had and I knew that just by sharing my story with just a couple people in 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 college I I knew that I, I had some purpose to share that story and so I didn't know where to get that knowledge from and so many times at the time um little synchronicities were happening and psychology kept popping up and popping up and um I just said, I'm going for it. And it, it's odd because, you know, I had this family, the Renews, helping me along the way, but I really didn't have a mom or a dad or, um, you know, my grandmother to tell me no. So oh, I just went for okay. it, you know? I really, I need to ask you about this because I'm struggling with this right now. I feel like I think I have always been really, like, self-sufficient and, like, really confident and, like, people might think that I really, like, have a lot of, confidence and stuff but when it comes down to it I often do not trust myself and like what you said you had no one to tell you no from a young age so you had to find that trust of yourself how do you do that because that is the most terrifying thing to hold yourself 100% accountable for whatever you decide good or bad yeah I think when you're young it's just 
you really feel like you're diving <laughs> off a diving board and you don't know if there's like water down there, honestly. <laughs> um, so what are you thinking? You're just not thinking about what's down there. I mean, at that age, honestly, like I was so torn between like what everyone else thought of me yes. and like what I really like wanted people to think of me. And like, as I get older, the more I really don't care what people think How of me. How does that happen? And I just think it's, I mean, I hate to say, oh, it's like an age thing. Like when you get older, you'll understand. But just every year that goes by is like such a, a learning year for me that I'm usually assuming that everyone thinks these things of me and I'm creating this like critic that doesn't like exist. Like negative things or something? Or just anything. Like yeah. what does she think in changing her major? Or oh, yeah. Why do, you know, I started my own Etsy company. That was my first creative endeavor in college amongst all of this craziness. Um and I just would always like panic and be like, you know, what are the, what am I, the people that I used to go to school with think of me? What does the renews think of me for changing? You know, yeah. what would my Nana think of me that, you know, I know she's gone, but what is she thinking of me? And especially and, when you're like starting as a creator, this little thing is so Sundays over here interrupting us. When you're starting oh. as a creator though, especially when you haven't had anything to show for yourself just yet besides the dreams in your heart that you believe you can do it. And that's why like having someone who is a great support system, like you said, the Renews, or somebody that, like, is giving you strength mm-hmm. somewhere. But it's just, to start a creative endeavor is so scary because you have so many potentials that might fail. No, for sure. So, <laughs> sorry to week it's Sunday. Sunday has, like, completely taken over the interview right now. Yeah. So Sunday is my white wolf dog, and... She just hates when the attention's not on her. So well, I can't blame her because she's absolutely beautiful and, you know, a wolf, part wolf. It's not every day you're hanging out with a wolf. Yeah. So, um, again, just back to the people that you surround yourself with. Um, when I first started my Etsy account that I was talking about. So let me back up a little bit, give you a little history. I changed my major to psychology, spent a semester at Georgia Southern, and then I worked my butt off to get all A's the last semester so I could transfer into the University of Georgia, which was like, I mean, if you would have told me in high school that I would have gone to UGA, I would have said, yeah, right. Like, you're, you're crazy. Really? I mean, you're crazy. Like, I'm I not that smart. I'm okay. just not that smart. Like, I have to study a lot, you know. Um, but I made all A's and um, got into the UGA. And that was just like a, a, a huge moment for me and my self-confidence um, because I just, not that I, I, I knew that I was smart, don't, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't believe in myself. And so when that happened, um, I gained so much more confidence and I started my creative endeavors um, getting into like jewelry and clothing because, this is really funny, because I couldn't go out and party anymore. I genuinely couldn't because now I'm going to the University of Georgia. Like I can't go out to the bars because I genuinely have to make the grades to stay in here because I, I'm having to hold myself accountable at this point because I'm paying for this. You know, I'm working. Um, I've now started, you know, this creative endeavor. So I had a one bedroom apartment um, and I started this little Etsy account. And so I would go find old broken like vintage jewelry and like make it into something else. And, um, and at the time I I didn't have the money. So this guy would hook me up with this old broken jewelry and I would twist it around and, you know, make a headband out of like an old bracelet or something. And, uh, I was making right at like three to $400 a month, which is perfect because that was like my rent at the time. Yeah. So, um, I got to quit my waitressing job, um, at Buffalo Wild Wings actually. What's your favorite wing? (laughs) 
okay, the lemon pepper. That's where <laughs> I'm at. No on hesitation, that. man. Yes. <laughs> no, I know all the sauces. <laughs> the lemon pepper. But um, okay. that was when when I got into Georgia and when I had my one bedroom apartment and I made up my mind. I'm not going to the bars. That's not where you're going to find me on Saturday or Sunday. I'm actually going to be making jewelry and um, chilling in my one bedroom. Uh, that's when I started to get my little creative, you know, journey journey going on. And I just had so many people at the time, you know, hit me up over social media and just say, like, you're so talented. And, like, I started getting this influx of comments about how creative I was. And so, again, the people, you know, that are reacting to that really gave me the confidence and um the Renews and, and their daughter, Whitney, um, gave me a lot of confidence, too. And they just were always pouring so much into me. And, um, yeah, just gave me the confidence to even start anything creative, you know? Why did, That is the thing, like, the confidence. It So many people can't do it because it having confidence, I feel like this is something that I love talking about with people like you who are such role models of confidence, <laughs> is having confidence takes confidence. <laughs> Yeah, it, it doesn't does. just come to you. Like you have to decide to just be confident. How did you decide that you wanted to succeed and you were going to do this and make it a priority instead of just being like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to float. How did you like laser beam this? Yeah, for sure. Um, I honestly have to daily meditate on the fact <laughs> that I am my worst critic. And when I start to create all of these scenarios about, you know, because confidence, you know, comes from, you know, fearfulness or lack of confidence comes from fearfulness. And why are we, why would we be fearful not to have confidence because of what everyone else thinks, you know? Yes. And, um, confidence also takes vulnerability, you know, like oh, we've, talk we've talked on that. that, you know? And that's why some people who have like the hardest shell, I'm like, okay, they're actually the most vulnerable because it is right. so hard to be vulnerable. It's just right. like walking out there with your heart with no protection. <laughs> Sunday yeah. has no trouble being Sunday vulnerable. Sunday is obsessed with you. <laughs> She's like, I want to like, give, give me, me my mic. No, does. I mean, vulnerability is a skill set all in itself. It had vulner. Okay, so now that we're talking about this, I feel like I'm like figuring some stuff out. And we both love Brene Brown, right? Okay, Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. love you, girl. Love um, you. So, yeah, now that we're like talking about this and figuring it out, I think that confidence honestly comes from being vulnerable because when you step out, whatever you do in life, whether you're a model or a nurse or a mom or whatever it is like you have to be confident in that role you know and that trust yourself right and that's being very vulnerable to like step out and say this is who I am and this is you know what my life is and because of what happens if it fails then it's like okay I owned it and it's not a failure because I put and that's another thing I have to tell myself it's not a failure it's, if you put yourself out there and you give it your heart, it's whatever happens is a great experience. Exactly. It has to be. It mm-hmm. can't be like a failure because you can't get, you can't let yourself get discouraged, even though you can, you're human. It's just like, I just think sure. putting yourself out there and going for it. Like, how did you feel when you started Tribe Kelly? Cause this is now a huge operation. You have two storefronts, one in Nashville, like right in the epicenter of Nashville. It's freaking beautiful. And yeah. the way you have it all designed, your vibe, your your denim and your special touches that you do with your denim, the way you like get it all cut. Like you are so meticulous about this brand and it's so uniquely you and your husband, Brian, like it's so y'all, there's nothing else like it. But how did you step into that 
and create that and decide like, shoot, okay, here I go. Yeah, it was, it's, <laughs> that's not a little it's, deal. It's a beast at this point. <laughs> and, um, we're still on the, the upper climb, you know, it's, it's not like we're like hugely grossly successful and I've like hired this team to like handle it all. I mean, it really is like all of me. I have, I have so many hats on right now. Um, what are your hats? Right now, um, let's see, founder, um, CEO, COO, you know, operations manager. I'm also doing a lot of accounting, which thank you, Lord, for that. Um, you know, I'm managing a lot of people. I mean, I have... How do you manage people? Because that is such a special thing. It, so many people do it differently. It's it's a thing. And, and I'm learning daily. And I honestly draw inspiration from tons of like literature that I've read and um I'm like a little dork on like books but like I love going into Barnes and Noble and going straight to like the self-help or like the business improvement section and um you know I just try to pour into my employees like what I learn you know through these these books that I'm reading um but yeah managing people is like a a whole a whole different thing and figuring out how to get people inspired right and like and so to to take it back a minute um you know it went from me and Brian being on a tour bus you know to now we have so the dream just came from being on tour yeah, so basically, um, you know, I had my Etsy account in college, and Brian and I got married. And where did y'all meet? In Nashville? Were you in Nashville? We, so Brian and I, this is a great story. So we may need to hit that story after okay. the Drop Kelly. Yeah, just keep, do you like, remember it all? Can you make it all flow back together? Yeah, I can okay. make it all flow back okay. together. Okay. okay. So <laughs> Tribe Kelly was definitely born on the tour bus. Uh-huh. Um, I obviously had the creative spirit from my Etsy account. We got married at the end of my college semester. So literally I finished college and I went straight on the tour bus. Okay. So I was, you know, on a bus at the time. We didn't have our own bus. You know, I was on the bus with, you know, Tyler and Haley. Well, actually, Haley, they haven't met, hadn't met at that point. But um, Tyler and like tons of other guys and I knew I had to do something. Like, okay. I'm what were you feeling? Itching to do something. I mean, even <laughs> just have a job. Like, yeah. I was like, I've got to do something. I can't. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, <laughs> so. Because even though it's so fun to be traveling and stuff, you're like, okay, I want to put my creative juices somewhere. Yeah, like I knew that I had to to put something out into the world. Um, so yeah, we started writing the blueprints for Trap Kelly. Um, How did you pick fashion and clothes? I mean, I guess it came from jewelry because jewelry was my first love. And then on my Etsy account, um, I did do custom Mm T-shirts and stuff. So I did custom like drawings and designs on T-shirts. But I was like more of like a one of a kind type of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So I knew I had to figure out something like that I could like manufacture because I can't sew every single piece. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I knew that, um, you know, we had a platform and um, I knew that you know, Brian was interested in clothing and we just started talking and we just talked, I feel like for like months about this, just talked like, what do we want to do? Like, do we want to do a small collection? Like what's the name and all of, all of that jazz. And, um, how do you catch those creative ideas? Like, you know, when you like actually materialize a creative idea, I kind of think of them as like, just like floating around in the ether. (laughs) How do you actually like know when to grab one and pull it down and like harness it? (laughs) Well, my husband has an amazing like ear, an amazing eye for, uh, he likes to call them um, smashes. <laughs> so like he is like, he can hear something. And honestly, I just trust his opinion and he can just say, oh, that's good or that's not good. He or like that's a hit it? or not. Yes. Like and with a song, it. like he can hear a song and be like, oh, that's an A minus. Like it's good, <laughs> but like, it's not going to go number one. Like okay. he's just very like confident in his like creative opinions. He, okay. Well, you know what? I think that's half of the battle. It is. And so, again, the people that you surround yourself with, he was just so supportive of the fact that (laughs) Sunday. Sunday. 
I wish everyone could see Sunday right now. She is like obsessed with Caroline. She's usually never like this. She knows I'm a dog lover. She feels the vibe. She knows. Um, so yeah, just having that voice of Brian, um, and he would tell me like, if I said, Oh, what about this name for the clothing line? He's like, ah, you know, it's good, but it's not a hit. It's not a hit. It's not a hit. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, I want our family name to be involved. I want it to feel very community. I want it to be worldwide. Like I want people to feel when they buy a piece of clothing that they're a part of this family. So we kicked around things like team and squad and all these different things. And I was like, well, I'm native American and like, we have a teepee, you know, what about tribe and tribe is such a universal word. You know, yeah. it's not just about the native Americans. It can be any tribe, like your tribe your of tribe girls, of people, your, your community. Yeah. And so, and then I, I came up with it. I, I will, I will <laughs> yeah, take credit for it. But I said, Trop Kelly, that's us, Trop Kelly. Yes. And he just automatically said, I, mean, hit, I, I remember his smash. Face. That's, a, that's a hit. That's a smash right there. And so <laughs> we knew it. When we had the name, we just started going. Do you not just feel the electricity everywhere when she said, when we had the name, we knew it and we just started going? Oh my gosh, that just makes me so inspired. To, to be around people and to know people and to hear their stories like Brittany and Brian, how they came up with Tribe Kelly and how this idea and brainstorm has launched now into this incredible company. Just hearing about all the dedication, the time, the sweat, the blood, the tears that it takes to build this company makes me wanna get busy on my own dreams because she's so motivating. So for all my people on the go who maybe need a little pick-me-up but don't wanna throw back some caffeine, a cup of coffee or a soft drink, you gotta try out Verb Bars. I talked about them at the beginning of this episode. I'm gonna mention them one more time to you because I have the most incredible deal. They're gonna give you all three flavors for free. All you have to do is cover your shipping cost, which is $3.95. If you go to verbenergy.com slash get real right now, that's V-E-R-B-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com slash get real. And you can try all three energy bars for free. I'm telling you, don't miss this opportunity. You're going to love them. And there's only 90 calories. They taste awesome. The best pick me up ever. Okay, here's Brittany talking about why it is so crucial to get the name and the title locked in and then how you can soar from there as she did with Tribe Kelly. Why does it when you get that piece locked in, it's like you need just like the... It's like a title. You know what I mean? It's like... You got to know where you're going with it. Right. And so we knew the vibe and we knew we wanted to have everything manufactured in the U.S. We had all these missions. Why was that? Okay, tell me your mission and why was it important that you stuck with them? Because some people don't give us rats behind you about a mission like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean... And no judgment. It's each their own. Oh, absolutely. But to you, like this is something that's important. Why? Right. Um, honestly, because I had crafted so many things with my own hands and I had done so much research even before I wanted to start the clothing line. Um, and I had heard a lot of things in the fashion industry that I just, just didn't settle with my spirit. Um, and there's, and you're good at listening to your spirit. Yeah. And there's just some things you can't turn the other cheek to. So when your spirit is acting up and saying like, nope, nope, new. Yeah. What does that feel like? Oh, it feels like I have to like hop on board like ASAP. Does it make you want to throw up if you don't do it? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I mean, and what I'm talking about exactly is the manufacturing. And, um, I just looked into all, all my options. Like where can I manufacture? Where can I make this count? Um, and I had taken a couple trips, uh, mission trips to Guatemala in um, the beginning of my college career. And I'd seen the women there and how they made um, their traditional clothing, like their wee pills and all these different things. And how they were sitting there with their hands and really doing it. And they were doing it because they were passionate. And yeah. they were doing it for their families and to clothe their families. And um, I just realized how much of a craft it was. And I just realized that 
someone that's taking their time to craft something for me, like needs to get paid fairly. You know, I don't want to, to send my brand overseas and not know whose hands it's going to and not know if, if it's a child's hands or not knowing if the, that family's getting paid because that is the, the dark reality of overseas sometimes. Um, and so for me to be able to step in my manufacturers and literally see and meet all of like our sewers, it brings me such like comfort and joy and to know that they're getting paid like fair wages and they can actually feed their families. And when I send them thousands of items to sew, like even though I could send it overseas for way, 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 way cheaper, um, it just brings such a, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing something also, you know, that's, that's right. And where does that come from? Like, where does that trait come from? That sense of just, you're doing what you feel is right, even though you don't have to, and no one would judge you if you didn't, but you still want to do that. Like, where does that come from? And how are you able to stand so strong in that? Yeah, I, I honestly think it comes from how I was raised. Um, I was raised by my grandmother. Yeah, what were you taught? What were the, what was your life motto that your grandmother taught you? <laughs> Whew, don't trust anybody, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she um, she was a very... Be self-sufficient. Be, be self-sufficient. She always told me to... Um, funny enough, I mean, she did, she obviously never met Brian, but she always told me to never depend on a man. Oh. Yeah. But you and Brian, actually, that is something I would like to talk about. Because y'all and Haley and Tyler, the Florida Georgia Line uh, brand in general, y'all have made marriage cool. <laughs> and I feel like y'all were sort of the mavericks of this. I mean, a lot, there's been a lot of couples in country music who are really awesome and embrace their marriage, but it was like wham, bam in your, in your face from the beginning that these men loved their wives and y'all were a foursome unit and a power couple. Yeah. How, so that's like never trust a man, but you have a man who wants you right next to him. Right. How did y'all all make that kind of decision? Cause not everyone has that kind of strong marriage. And yeah. is it pressure having being like goals for people <laughs> like marriage goals and life goals? Like how is all that? How'd y'all make that decision to be like that? Or is it just how it always was? Yeah. Brian is, is a work of art. He is like <laughs> such an amazing man. And, um, I think his dad and his parents have a lot to do with it and, and the way he was taught. And I just remember in the beginning, um, I remember when we first started dating and we weren't married and, someone on the team had said, you know, you know, Brittany can't walk the carpet with you. And, you know, y'all got to look like this, this single, single like cool, hot duo, sexy you know? Dudes. And yeah, I remember not taking like offense to it at all. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll just be in the back room or whatever y'all want, <laughs> wherever y'all want to stick me. Like, I don't really care about all the, the glam and the bam, but, um, I remember asking him later, like just so innocently and just factual, like, well, why? Why can't yeah. I be on the, the carpet with you? Like, what's, why does it make you look bad? Like, and I had mentioned something, I don't remember the exact, how I exactly said it, but I was like, you know, women seeing like men, like if, if they are, you know, looking up to you as like men that they would want to be with, like when they can see a man, like you guys love on a, a woman that's just from middle Georgia that, you know, isn't any crazy thing special. Like, Oh, you're the most <laughs> special people. Don't you? But even? you know what I mean? Like it, the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's not like I'm, I was in Nashville and like in the industry or like anything like that. I mean, I, I came from nothing, you know, and for him to like love on someone like that, I think it's really like inspiring to young women because it's like, not only can like, you know, 
you know, a man that's the CEO of, you know, a business in your town, love his wife, but a rock star can love his wife too, you know? And it's especially when rock stars like before this time period, period kind of have bad reputations of doing whatever they want, you know? Right. And that has just never been y'all's vibe. Right. And it's y'all have made marriage sexy. Like your last <laughs> video, you're like in a bathtub. Right. I mean, how much sexy you Which can turned my be? hair black, by the way. That bathtub turned my hair all the way black. Why but did it turn it black? It was like black water and it Ooh. had like black dye in it. And I just went straight in with the blonde <laughs> hair and I had to get some color correction. But no. But I love that and I admire that. And I totally agree with you. It's like I love FGL even more as a duo and as an act because of the people that all of you guys are because it's like you want the full package I just don't want someone who's got a flashy career but they suck as a human right who wants to be that yeah I mean in the beginning um Haley and I uh definitely were on some music video shoots where other girls were like or what do they call it like the 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 star or whatever they call the girl parts or whatever yeah the lead woman or whatever (laughs) and um I just remember you know, Haley and I were just very innocently just like, well, why can't it be us? Yeah. Like, we're the leads. <laughs> yeah. Sunday says, why can't I be the lead of all Sunday. of Sunday, come here. Hi, Sunday. Make you lay down. And that's a great question. So, yeah, in the beginning, I mean, Haley and I didn't mind. Like, we're definitely, like, ride or die. Like, we'll sit here and, and watch the whole, you know, thing go down. But I guess we were just so innocently, like, well, I mean, y'all love us. And, like, in reality, like, we're doing, we're we're like living this song out, you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, if we're in reality living this song out and all of your fans, you know, now that we have social media are actually seeing like we're together. I mean, it's kind of confusing. I feel like to the fan, yeah, to the fan base, if like they can, now that we have social media, you know, the rock stars back in the day didn't have social media. And now that reality TV and real life is so much more interesting than like the fake life. Right. Yeah. And then like, as a fan, I would assume like, you know, you see this rock star that you're, you know, you love their music. You see him with his wife or his girlfriend even online. But then you just see another random just girl that they've picked. It's just like, huh? You, you know, just, it, you don't feel like you it's not as know. intense and like electrifying. Like yes. when you know they're really doing that stuff in real life, you're like, yes. oh, my God, I can feel that. You yes. know, so I just feel like it's real, you yes. know. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag-A-Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com. 
where America goes to hire. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So I feel like you guys are in the forefront of this big movement, though. So how has it been for you to ride this wave? And what have you learned about like the entertainment machine, the fame machine, what are what are the highs of it? What are the lows that you've experienced? Because it's all the spectrum. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a rod for sure. It's definitely something to. And y'all went fast. Like when Cruz came out, it was a rocket ship. Yeah, I mean when Brian and I got married, which was 2013. Um, yeah, it was in the middle of it all, and it was it was intense. And when I say intense, it's just time intensive. Um, you I mean, a million places to be all the time. We weren't ever at home, you know what I mean. And and the most important thing in this industry is you have to create your own normal. You know what I mean. And we would just have to create our own normal, whether that be, hey babe, like let's kick everybody off the bus and have a little date night. You know what I mean, or like we have to go to dinner and a movie in this city. Like we can't hang out with everybody afterwards, you know? Cause that's another thing. There's always people around. There's always like tons and, and they're amazing people. And but there's always stuff to do. Yeah. To hang out with. You could forget to be like, have an intimate night with your spouse. Not like intimate, but just like have a me time. No, for sure. I mean, even like there were so many nights that, um, the four of us like snuck off and went to a movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just so important, important in this, fast-paced machine. I, I love the, that's how you put it. it. It is a machine because these two, you know, amazingly talented young men just got put into a machine and with all their talents and all of the management's talents and all of the team's talents, it just came out on the other side as like, I mean, surreal and like rock star, you know, and it's just, it, it's, it's definitely a wave you have to ride and you definitely have, I love that I majored in psychology because it really <laughs> helped me like throughout. I'm navigating all these feelings because I'm feeling so many. Right, and there's a lot of people that that come through your path and, and they simply only want to talk to your husband and they disregard you. And so you have to, as how a do woman... You, how do you navigate that? Do you learn uh, just to not take it personal or something? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Um, the Four Agreements, that book is great. I love that book. We so, have it written on our kitchen Yeah. Before I read that, I I really struggled. Um, You know, there's been definitely instances where, um, you know, women have treated me really ugly or pushed me out of the way to to get to my husband and different things like that. And in the beginning, it really hurt my feelings. Um, But then what happened? Then how did you how did you make a I just really feel like I transformed in the past couple of years. And um, the four agreements, I hate to just blame it all on that but that really blame helped it on the me poor <laughs> but honestly I mean there's an agreement in there it says don't take anything personal and and I would just think when that happened you know like this may be the highlight of that lady's life you know getting to go over there and talk you know she you know I, she literally I cannot take that personal it has nothing to do with me you know she's I mean? just having Everything a moment to do with her with, yeah and so how did you decide to make that switch because I I remember when I kind of switched to a new way of thinking it's like okay nobody's really out to get me right I don't think <laughs> the people that I'm like love the most aren't. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just got to tra- retrain my brain or something. It's almost. like in, the, it's like, it's, 
It's training. It's yeah, training it's your brain. In the moment when you start to feel that anxiety creep up, you really have to ride this uncomfortable Because reacting wave. and anger are always the first to come. Right. You know, because it's like... When you, you feel just, insecure or, yes. or fear or whatnot, you you put your defenses up. And I've really learned to like ride the wave. And I've actually oh. like loved laughing at myself <laughs> about it because I'm like, you are making something out of nothing. And then you realize <laughs> if you just kind of skip over it and let the wave pass... I'm like, man, in my past, I would have ridden that wave and I would have just like gotten stuck on it and maybe been there for like a day, right. maybe even a week, maybe like just redirected the whole like conversation and vibe of like me and Michael because I yes. just decided to go down this rabbit hole oh, of a conversation when really I could have skipped days. over it. Yes. I've had plenty of those days and those were like my younger years and, mm-hmm. and yeah, just really. And I think it comes back to confidence and it's like, my husband has given me so much confidence in our marriage. Like I don't think twice, like if the most beautiful girl in the world is talking to him, I legit at this point in my life, am like, that's so sweet. I bet she's just a big fan. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's like, I'm so confident in him and he, the way he looks at me, even when he's in conversations like that, it's like, I know he's going home with me. Like, come on, what are you, why would I create something out of nothing? And so it, it has a lot to do with maturity too, you know, and trust of marriage. Yeah. I think that's, the bottom line, like you both don't give each other a reason not to trust each other. Yeah. And when you've made this, this really deep emotional like agreement and you really know you're on the same like page connection, wavelength, whatever you want to call it, it's really electric. And it's like, we can read each other's minds, you know what I mean? In situations like that. And, and don't get me wrong. Like there's the, the flip the script has been flipped when, when men come and talk to me. Well, like, heck yeah, look I at can, you. I can give Brian the look like, oh, this guy's hilarious, you know, and he just, he's confident in me that, you know, I'm not anything other than his wife, you know? What have you learned about marriage? Because I feel like I've been married now four and a half years. And I just, to me, marriage is not what I thought it was going into it. Because now that I'm married, I'm like, this is so much more than, oh, I think you're hot. I like your personality. We get along. When you make a life with someone, you really do morph into that person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have just been molded in a way that I didn't know was possible. It just makes you chip off certain pieces of you that you didn't need or something. Oh, absolutely. It's like holding a mirror up in front of each other. And And you have to decide, do I want to make this a thing? Do I want to fight with you? Do I want to rise up and be a little bit more mature here? Mm -hmm. Or like, I find myself having those conversations. I mean, mom, I love, (laughs) I love saying this to my friends and, and my family too. If, if someone is is looking for a companion is you've got to find somebody you want to figure things out with. Great point. Because you're not going to find somebody that you're never going to fight with, never going to disagree with, never going to have different opinions. You have to find somebody who's worth figuring out this earth that we're on with. You know what I and mean? And not taking it personal. Right. If you see it differently. Right. I mean, Brian's been such a mirror to me. I mean, you know, like I've, I've had trauma issues in my life. So that's come out, you know, in my personality at different times. And sometimes he'll just hold that mirror up and say, Hey babe, you need to change. You need to change your ways. Like that came off a little bitchy or that came off a little, you know, whatever. And, and are you, you know, able to be like, sometimes I'm a little defensive. I'm like, screw you. Wait a second. Like, <laughs> let me tell you all the things that you could improve it. <laughs> right. Like, are we going to sit down and we can like tally? Like, up, are we going to do this? Because I'll do this. Then I'm like, no, but don't comes, do this. <laughs> I mean, when it comes back down to it, honestly, like he's right most of the time. And it's like, and he wants the best for you. Right. And he, right. He he's wants, not trying to pick a fight. That's another thing. I know he knows, my, he knows my heart too. So he's like, you're, yes. 
what's coming out of you isn't reflecting who you really are. And I'm so appreciative for that. Like, please tell me what I'm doing wrong because I would love to adjust it for you. And that's another thing. You have to be with somebody who you want to adjust yourself for. You know, that's really, really important because if you don't have a connection with that human, you're not going to want to change your little tendencies and habits and ways. And Lord knows I have changed so many tendencies and habits and ways, you know, I mean, from, what I put on the sink or where I leave like my (laughs) extensions or like whatever. And same with him. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have to find somebody you want to figure things out with. Yeah. And that you just get along with their personality and their little quirks don't bother you. Cause at the end of the day, when it all stripped down, they're still a person. They're going to have things. And I've dated plenty of people. I just could not get on board with little bits about them. It just drove me crazy. Or there's something about their personality. But with like Michael, I'm like, okay, Exactly. Yes, you drive me crazy sometimes, but I want to figure this out with you. Right. And that's what I tell a lot of my girlfriends too. I'm like, usually in the first, like even months, <laughs> you can like months to three months, you can figure out if, if it's that's non-negotiable. What you want, yeah. If that's what you <laughs> want to start figuring out, because you're not just going to meet somebody and then, you know, months down the road, just be like, oh, everything's perfect. No. We've never argued. We've never mm. disagreed. It's like, it's kind of good to get in your first little fight so that you can see if you guys can navigate and figure that out. Amen you know? to that. So, I mean, yeah, you're just, when you have that really big red flag in the first three months, just get out of there. Just get out of there. Don't get invested. (laughs) I tell that to my single friends because I have a couple single friends who are the total package, literally total package, but they'll just date someone for like a year. Yeah. Because you think things are going to change. Yes. But again, you've got, if you are annoyed with figuring out things with them. You got to cut it immediately. I know. You got to cut it even though you don't want to. And even though there's still juice left to squeeze. Right. That's what I said. I was like, (laughs) you don't have to squeeze all the juice out. Just because there's a lot of juice left in there, you know, you're going to hit the rind eventually and it's going to be dried up. Right. So just, just move on. Yeah. Save yourself and them. I knew with Brian, like in the beginning, I mean, especially with the wild ride of like being on tour, you know, I mean, obviously there's late schedules and we're not sleeping and there's people are irritated. Like, you know, I could tell that we would, we just bend like would bend and flow with each other. It was just very flexible. Like when he was irritated, I would kind of step up to the plate and like build him up and then, you know, vice versa with me. And when we were both irritated, it was almost like we would laugh because (laughs) we're like, wait, you need to like help me get out of this funk. And like, we just, we are champions of each other and to help each other get out of that funk. And how important is laughing and not taking it too seriously? Oh my gosh. We, yeah, we get to that point a lot, especially when we're super irritated. Like, I mean, it could be like a lot of the times, you know, it's travel issues, you know, something goes wrong or, or we were late or whatever. And like, we just have to laugh. I mean, we just had this thing where we, we get to a point and we just have to laugh it off mm-hmm. because it just, you work things up again that just don't have to be, you know? So you said in the beginning, you felt like you had a story to share. What is your message that you want to put out there? And what does having a platform mean to you? Yeah, for sure. Great question. <laughs> All the way down to the bottom of your soul. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, honestly, I just feel like I I was in such a dark place at 17. I could have gone two different paths. You and know? you knew it? I knew it. And I actually really wanted to go like the bad path. Like, Cause I, why? Cause it because why? Because it was a good excuse. It was like, well, this has happened to me. So I'm going to go party and I'm going to go be the, the party girl. And I'm going to be the one that makes everybody laugh and like get in trouble and because you had validation to do it. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I could, if, if I could say anything to anybody is when you're in a dark place, especially young, 
just like be resilient and just do the right thing. Because why does that pay off? It just pays off in every way. I mean, it's like, what would the roads pan out to look like? Say like, how did, what's the, you don't have to go all the way down, but like, why is it worth being resilient? What do you gain from being resilient? Honestly, if I'm being really honest with you, I think that the road that I could have chose could have honestly like ended or made me end up like on the streets, honestly. Yeah. I I mean, I I could easily be homeless or have a a drug addiction or... um, It's just wide open. Just, yeah, can continue to be wide open, but... I really accepted the help that I was offered. And that's really hard when you're really young. So that would definitely be advice to me is when people are reaching out to help you and they're older, don't just look at them like, oh, you're, you're too old and you don't get, you don't get my life right now and sink back into your, your, your little emo high school self. You really have to like be appreciative, appreciative of anyone that is in your support system that's helping you because there's so many people who don't have a support system and if you don't have a support system go find one yeah there's so many how could could you find one I mean there's so many outlets especially if you're at a high school you can seek a counselor yeah if you're in college they have counselors there yeah Um, there's groups in college you know that you can seek out self-help groups they're everywhere there's a group to find you Absolutely. Go to so church. You can that's go definitely a big thing for me is that would be my advice is I just, I felt God working in my life at, at the point when I didn't know if there was a God. So I knew that I had to just be, I was just so strongly pulled to be on this path and God, he only knows where I would be if I didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be my one piece of advice is to be resilient and to reach out for help and to to really listen to those that have already done this life before yeah. you and don't just disregard what they have to say. That is so true. And especially when you're young, it's like super easy to feel like you have all the answers or they're kind of dumb, like you said, but really. Yeah. So that would definitely be like a life changing experience for me that led you know me to where I'm at. And so that's yeah. part of your story that you want to share. That's definitely part of my story. Um, is just, yeah, just look up to those that have, have gone before you. Let people help you. And let people help you. And, um, yeah, just be really fearless as hard as it is, you know? It is hard to be fearless. And just go with your heart, you know? Yes, especially in the beginning. Like when I think back to my younger self, like the first time I took a big leap. And then it actually had a crash following it because it, it went great, but then it all fell apart. It's like you think you're going to kind of die the first time it all happens. And then you sort of get through it. And then you sort of understand that everybody who's sort of trying to create their own way is going through this. Right. And like you said, be resilient. And that comes back to just like reaching out for help. And, you know, your neighbor, you have no idea what they've been through. When you're sitting there in your dark moments thinking, oh, woe is me. And I'm the victim. And all of this has happened to me. When you actually reach out to other people, you'd be really surprised what other what battles other people are fighting. And when you can connect even on a level, you know, like the things going wrong in your life, it, it's just it, it helps you build your courage and, and build your resilience. You know? Why are we sometimes scared to talk about the things that are going wrong in our life? Because that is when I have the most when I get to that point and I can share and I can hear other people's journeys. I feel so much more inspired to be brave. But it's so hard to share it sometimes. Yeah, I think, honestly, everyone thinks, like, the thought, like, no one's going to understand. Yeah. Which is so wrong. Because we're all so, so lost. understand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everyone is going through a battle that you have no idea of. And it may not be your exact same battle, but when you connect, I mean, that's what we're made for. That's what we're wired for, human connection. And when you connect with another human on that level, 
all of that like dark emo stuff just kind of goes out the window and you can bring, you know, light to the situation, you know? Um, Is that kind of why you wanted the tribe mentality? Because you wanted that community and you wanted people to feel like, this is how yeah. like belonging. Yeah, I wanted people to to feel a part of something. I wanted I feel people, like that's part of your mission. Yeah, I mean, I didn't just start this, you know, because I, I wanted to work and you know just do something. I mean, when you buy a piece of clothing, you can like it is loved on, right? You can a hundred percent know that I looked at every single detail and that I worked on every single detail. And like when you receive that piece of clothing, I truly want them to feel a part of this tribe. And so many, oh my gosh, I get so many messages. Um, with that message of like, I feel like a part of something bigger and, you know, what you're doing is just makes me feel confident. And like, I mean, even this girl, she just DM'd me like two days ago and she's like, your sweats make me feel so sexy. And it's like, I love that. You Heck know, yes. comfort is sexy and I want oh, you to feel. Oh, it is sexy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just love that. And I love getting feedback from everybody. And that's honestly like what's kept me going is the feedback from everybody, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you are just so awesome about embracing exactly who you are, who you are and everyone else. You're just all about like being yourself, trusting your journey, staying true to you. Like I love your Instagram, especially when you start doing quotes and like giving inspiration. Cause I'm always like, dang, that is so spot on and like be you and have the confidence to be you. Yeah. My, um, so I have two therapists actually. Well, I love some I good have, therapy. I have two therapists <laughs> and I hop on the phone, um, with that's one of them key. every Wednesday. Yeah. Actually, you. that's a really great a um, advice too. like reach out and get a therapist. I mean, if I didn't have one, who knows where I'd be. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she just told me the other day and she said, Brittany, you embrace your story so much. And that's so important. And so many people run from their story and they hustle for their worthiness. And know even that. though, even though I think I have been trying to hustle for my worthiness and I, I didn't, you're a good it, hybrid. Yeah. I, 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 I felt that when she said that and she said, you have to own your story because if you keep running from it, like you're never settled. How do you own it? Just look at it and admit it, talk about it, claim it. You know, you just talk, talk about it, you know, like so many people just don't want to talk about it. And, um, I've connected with so many people. Um, you know, my, my mom has had addiction problems. And when anyone brings that up around me or when everyone, I can tell that people feel shameful when they say, Oh, well, my family's, you know, not that great or whatever. And I'll just come out and say it and say, you know, I get it. You know, my mom faces addiction issues. Like she's in rehab right now. You know, I visit her every month or every other month. And, um, you can just see that the, on people's faces, like the appreciation and like yeah. the connection just is what it is. They just feel like, Oh wow. She's human. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not like, trying to hide anything or no. like, you're just being real about your life and your journey. And again, like that's all about connecting. Like you don't even necessarily have to join a group to just tell your neighbor, like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Like, and it's just, that's, that's just the joy about, yeah, connecting and, and just being open and real and like owning your story and not being embarrassed because no matter where you come from, like you could end up anywhere. And we're all supposed to be here. Getting to this earth is a freaking miracle. And I just feel like whatever experience you're born into, the sooner you can gather some lessons, the sooner you can get to your purpose. I feel like, because if you don't have anything to compare it to or anything to catapult you or inspire you, how do you even know where to go? Right. You know, but you had like hard decisions and hard roads in the beginning. You're like, you made choices early on. And you're like, this is how my life is going to be. And I feel like that can be a blessing in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And and like I just spoke with my mom, you know, she's had addiction issues. And that was kind of 
something that kept coming back to my mind whenever, you know, I was 17 and I had those two roads to, to choose. And I was like, I, I'm not going to be like my mom, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I could have easily said, well, you know, it runs in my family and I'm just like everybody else. You know, you have to use the people that came before you and, and take little tools and lessons from them, you know, have your little playbook and use all those negative things and turn them into little positive tools that, that help you navigate through life. You know, I totally get it. Where do you see your five-year plan? Oh gosh, this is what our, <laughs> our accountant just asked the other day. I'm like, honestly, me and Brown were just talking about maybe moving to the islands in like five years. <sighs> yes. Honestly, like Why I'm not joking. You? Why would <laughs> like, you not? We're not joking at all. Um, you should definitely do that. Yeah, we were thinking about maybe like at some point kind of going off the grid. Go off. Yeah, like working really hard the next couple of years and um, maybe just like going incognito for a couple years. Why not? I know. I mean, what's, there's no reason not there's to. nothing holding us back. I mean. Just that jump, which you guys aren't scared right. to jump. Y'all, if anyone's going to jump, it's going to be y'all. We're really not. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> talked heavily on it, and we have some friends down there um, that have started their families in the islands, and their kids have, like, grown up there and, like, went to school there and, and all the all those awesome things, and they kind of gave us the courage to actually, like, put it on our mood board and, like, Oh, hell yeah. Say it could be real. It could It, it could totally happen. could. Okay, I'm going to ask you just a few questions. You can answer whatever comes to your mind. Okay. What is love to you? Love is compromise. Yeah. Dang. I think that... That's some, some profound wisdom right there. That just came to my head instantly. That's some womanly wisdom. <laughs> you've, been, you've, you've loved a long time to know that love is compromise. Yeah, yeah. with family and with spouse. Yeah. You know? I love that. What is the point of us being here? Oh, I think human connection, honestly. I've been doing some um, relief work, and that has come to my mind so many times, is connection. Yeah. We're all just here just to, it's, just to like love each other and, and to, yeah, it has to be. And even with animals. I mean, if, if money <laughs> and all of that went out the window, we didn't have a banking system, like what would it be about? It'd be about connecting with your, with your network of people and trading out different goods that you need. You'd have to connect. It's connection, you know? It is. I love that. Okay. I freaking love it. I always (laughs) in every interview with leave your light. This whole thing has been so inspiring, but I just like out of everything you've gone through your crazy journey. I mean, you should write a book. Really? I know I have so many, so many more crazy things that have happened, but yeah. Just like stories from your life and what you've learned. It's like what Oprah wrote, what I know for sure. Just from like living. You just know these things for sure. What do you know for sure? Speaking of Oprah. Oh, what do I know for sure? Damn, the, my, my first word that came to my mind was a little morbid, but. Uh, <laughs> what? That we all die? We all die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. So what does that mean in between? I mean, it honestly means that whatever matters to you, like your close knit friends and those connections, like that's what you have to like hone in on and like love on. And like the, the shit that really matters, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because we all end up in the same place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just get to it. Yeah. Okay. And I like to end with leave your light. So out of all your journeys, all your life, all your experiences, all of your knowledge you've accumulated, your awesome vibes, your connection, the whole thing. You're just like magical existence. <laughs> what do you want to share with people? What do you want people when they like think about you, think about Tribe Kelly, think about your mission statement? What do you want them to leave with? You know, I definitely want them to leave with the thought of like, no matter how you're brought up or how wounded you are, that, that you can shine your own little light, you know? Um, I love that quote. 
it talks about um, there has to be like a wound, a crack, you know, for light to to be allowed to let in. And I don't know, just no matter what your story is or where you come from, you have no idea what God has in store for you, you know? How do you find faith when you feel like you've lost it? Like, do you just, how do you find it? Ooh, I definitely have to meditate and, <laughs> and, and ask him to re-remind me because I, it's definitely not something I can breeze through. It definitely is, is work and you have to really like meditate on it and manifest it. And, and I mean, I pray all throughout the day. I mean, I'll be Constant in the car prayer. and I'm like, Oh Lord, please don't give me anxiety when I go into, you know, this employee staff meeting. And, you know, I, I might look to appear to have all the confidence in the world, but that really does come through like constant, like prayer and manifestation, you know? Yeah. Positive self-talk, believing all of yes. it. And then I, I end up at the Barnes and Noble self-help <laughs> section. So that, maybe that go to the Barnes and Noble self-help help section and um, you'll find we'll find you there. You. Man, that's how I am. You go to our house. I have a bookshelf, and every single one of those books is like <laughs> connecting with your soul, how to like manifest your dreams, the Four Agreements. Right. I'll have like Eckhart Tolle, everybody on there, Deepak Chopra, like all the things. <laughs> I'm just I have the Five Agreements. I'm just like right. I need all the help with getting because like honestly, reminding myself to be positive. Is especially when I want to sink into a rabbit hole of just like sadness. It's just, I need, I need help to get there sometimes. Yeah. I yeah, can't it do it by myself. Like asking for help. And yeah. It's like so vulnerable to do, but I can't do it by myself. Like some yeah. people can, but I can't, I have to lean on somebody yeah. and just be like, okay, I'm not alone. Help me through this. And I love, that's awesome. See, you're just like us, B. Cole. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like in the Us magazines, they're like, these people are just like us. They eat ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they buy self-help books. <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah. I freaking love it. You're amazing. Thank you so much well, for joining you. me on this. Yeah. And Sunday, thank you for joining us, you sweet little girl. You're awesome. You're awesome. It's great. Love you. Peace out. Bye, guys. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.